Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by Get-Go Cafe and Market, where Tom, they've always got the fresh fruit and the Pilgrim Sandwich is here. We're in October, baby! It's October, the, the leaves are turning colors, I'm loving it. Tom, how you doing, my man? Good, we both have hoodies on today. <laughs> uh, I'm actually repping a Western Pennsylvania company, company Masterly, so always trying to give the Western PA people a shout out over in the Irwin, Irwin uh, area, so... Uh, yeah, it's a great day. I like the cold weather. See, I, I, I fall's my favorite season because it's like it's not like I don't like cold, but I'm okay with like cooling down from being from it being hot. That's like my comfort zone. But once once I get below fifty, I'm like, get this out of here. I don't I get I, I, <laughs> get me back to spring. Uh, but Tom, we got to address the big the, the it's not an elephant in the room. It's it's a gigantic mammoth. It's that the Steelers and Titans game has been postponed. Uh, officially by the NFL we don't have an official announcement that um that the game uh, when the game will be the NFL said it would be either Monday or Tuesday however Mike Tomlin said in a press conference on Wednesday that the that that he feels strongly that it will be rescheduled on to Monday and we have a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL.com saying that the CBS camera crews and TV crews were preparing for this to be a Monday night football game so Looks like we might get a doubleheader of Monday Night Football. Yeah, two uh, two times in what four weeks? Yeah, uh, they, they were part of the the the, uh, the season opening uh, doubleheader, correct? Mm-hmm. Steelers that that went well, and uh, this should be a great game. Yeah, it's you know, we, and Chris, I know you do fine work covering the college game, and and Pitt has kind of had some issues uh, with COVID, as of course the whole country, and and of course college football's had what at least a half dozen more than that games postponed and moved around even it like did Notre Dame had a game postponed yeah uh, so seven it, seven games total from week three were either postponed or canceled yeah I mean this was in some ways bound to happen in the non-bubble world we saw the bubble hold up so well in the NBA and the NHL yeah but outside the bubble you know of course we've seen it with the, with baseball too the problem here of course is unlike baseball you can't have a double header you can't right. have a double header for football so it becomes an issue of, of player safety on many levels, right? Of course, we have the, the whole idea of guys you know, staying safe and everything. I think the other issue here, Chris, is um, when you have an issue, I think a big, you know, one of the reasons, of course, the, 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 the rosters were expanded, the practice squad rosters, was because of this, right? Yes. So I, I don't know if it's as much of, of you know, replacing the players. I think they can just move guys up. Uh, it's more of the facility. And, and in this COVID world, in, in any normal year, you could say that the, the Titans could say, hey, the pipes burst in our field house. Vanderbilt, can we come over and use your field house for a couple hours, three days in a row? And they would say, sure, why not? Well, now you just can't do that. You can't just pick yeah. up a team and move it anywhere. And I, and I think, and I don't, again, uh, uh, Dejan wrote a good column the other day about this. Yes, he did. About you know, from the Steelers' standpoint, of it, it's like, look, this isn't our problem. Right. It, it's not our problem. Let's go. We don't. The last thing they want, of course, is the game to be moved a couple weeks down the road, and then all of a sudden, you know, that becomes a real issue. But I think the NFL is trying to look at this as a sense of the the Titans need a couple of practice days, and I, I don't think they can get back in the facility at the earliest until. Saturday, if, 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 if what I read was correct. So it's one of those things, it's, it's kind of an inconvenience. And I know we're going to kind of move into that topic. 
No, yeah, I think, yeah, we'll move into that in a bit. But but I, I think the biggest thing is that the, the NFL and the, it seems really determined and, and poised to make sure that this is, this is a bump, but this is not, you know, a, a giant mountain that they've got to climb to keep going to the next part of the season. You know, mo- you know people talked about moving, moving the bye weeks and everything. The NFL doesn't need to do that. They need to, they, they, like you said, they got the practice squad team. You know, the, the Tennessee said they had one extra person test positive on Wednesday. Uh, but this was why the, everything was designed is that, hey, you have time to react, continue testing, do some contact tracing, figure out what's going on, and then be able to play the game within the week so that teams, they'll have to make some minor adjustments. You know, Monday football does make it a shorter week. But if they did Tuesday, Tom, I feel like that would be a huge disadvantage because both teams would then have to go and into an extremely short week, basically Thursday night football type of week for the next Sunday. Yeah, and that would be, again, going back to our earlier point, that would be the second time in four weeks for the Steelers, right, where they would where, where they'd be working off for short weeks, and they still have their Thursday game coming up, right? We have not missed it. They have not had it their Thursday game. So, right. you know, that's that, that – and you always worry about, the you know, injuries and that stuff when the wear and tear on the body. So, yeah, I think that they if they can keep this to Monday – uh, that would be good. And I'm sure that's kind of what the NFL is hoping. I, but again, I guess I think we'll, we'll find out more here in the, in the coming days, the next day or so, as far as can the, can the Titans get back in the facility. And wow, it's a great game. Not only that, this is, you know, a, a, a matchup of undefeated teams. Uh, I believe that the Titans went to the conference finals last year. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a real good matchup. So, you know, in some ways moving it to Monday night, uh, from from a from a, a a neutrals point of view, this is going to be a great game to watch. Uh, let's just hope we can get it and and play it on Monday night. So Tom, this you were talking about, you know, it's imp- it's going to be crazy because this is undefeated team versus undefeated team. But let's talk about the fact that the Steelers are undefeated and sitting alone atop the AFC North right now at 3-0. Behind them are the Ravens at 2-1. They heard they hold the current tiebreaker over the Browns because they've beaten the Browns, who are also 2-1. And, and then the Bengals at that weird 0-2-1 record uh, because they tied the Eagles last week. Uh, Tom, what's your readout on just how the earlier part of this season has played out? Some people are saying out there the Steelers, their records are frauds because all three of the teams they've placed, none of them have a single win yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, believe, I don't buy that. I mean, you you can say that. I mean, it is a, it's it's certainly a a, a strong stat. Oh, and nine, uh, the combined records. But you know what? They they've won the games. All it's is we talk about this a couple times. It's a pass fail league. That's that's all anyone cares about. You can remember a couple of years ago when they missed the playoffs, the year where the um, they remember they needed the Browns to win the yeah. last game of the season in Baltimore, and the mm-hmm. Steelers were hot. Yeah, you know, remember they 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 that they had a late loss to. New Orleans, mm-hmm. but they were one of the hottest teams in the league. It, but it doesn't matter, you know. Right. It's just, you you have to win games, and and you know, you, it's just a matter of where you're doing. So I don't care about how they're necessarily playing. But this is a great man. This is a great test against a, a good team, a solid team. And then there's not there's nothing there's nothing fancy about these guys. But uh, they can line up, and they they really take on the the the. the they embody kind of their head coach, uh, Mike Vrabel, of course, former Steeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tough guy. Uh, then they'll be a tough out. This is this to me is their best game, so best matchup by far uh, to this point. And it'll be interesting to see if that offense can can get rolling a little bit, and if the defense can continue to just put up, you know, just unbelievable numbers. I mean, 
the, the numbers, you know, they're, they're, I think they're the top five in scoring defense and in, in rushing defense and in total yards. Uh, I mean, they, they, no one has really been able to run against them. Uh, they're sacking the quarterback at it. It's just an incredible, ridiculous rate and getting it contributions from everywhere, not just on the, the edges as Ramon Foster was writing about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, the Red Ramon's column is that they're getting great push from up uh, in, in the middle with Cam and with Stefan Tuitt, who's back and, 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 and played really, really well the other day. No, I agree. But, but also, I want to get your thoughts on this, Tom. What's, the, what's your standing of the rest of the AFC North? Because the Ravens looked unstoppable through two weeks and then ran up against the buzzsaw that was the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Meanwhile, the Browns ran up into the buzzsaw of the Ravens in week one and have bounced back for back-to-back wins in what someone pointed out is their first winning, you know, winning record at any point of a season since, like, 2013 or something like that. 14. Yeah, 2014. 14. I mean, that's, that's just a crazy – mix right there of of what's of you know where the the teams that are competing with the Steelers right now and of course the Bengals I think everyone kind of put them in a spot where like hey it's going to be a rough year for you guys you got a rookie quarterback and you're trying to build so much but these two other teams they're in very different positions yeah um you know I I still think the 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 Ravens despite I, I think you can overreact to a game like Monday night just because Kansas City's doing this to everybody right now, right? right. I mean, they are – well, not everybody, but they're – Well, the Chargers gave them a hard time. Yeah, the Chargers gave them a hard time. Thank goodness for their kicker in that game. But, <laughs> but yeah, they, they – um, I, I, I don't I don't want to – again, I don't want to overreact to any of this right now. I, I think the Ravens uh, got hammered the other night, uh, but but we, we've seen them play pretty well in spurts. We know they're a pretty good team. Uh, Lamar Jackson will have to bounce back from a, from a so-so game. But I still think the Ravens are going to be the, 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 the chief, uh, the main team that's going to be pushing the Steelers all the way through the, the end. I, you know, we talked about this at the end of the season. The Browns, to me, look, they look like about a 500 team. And which in Cleveland, that's, a, that's almost a cause for a parade. Uh, and, I, you know, the, you know, 2014, you know, it, people forget that team was 7-4 and four and in contention uh, to late in the year until they just collapsed Absolutely. in the, in the final weeks of the year. Uh, that was the, when Johnny man, they brought Johnny Manziel at the end of the season. Uh, I don't think they are quite there to push the Steelers and the Ravens, but we'll see. So Tom segueing from Monday night's game, we saw two of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson versus 2019, 2018's MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes proved out and proved what, you know, I, I thought that he's the better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. But, you know, is Mahomes the best quarterback in football? Because Dale Lolly and, talk, and I talk about this all the time. We see Russell Wilson as that guy because Wilson has the experience, the accuracy, and he's doing it with not nearly as many premier weapons as Mahomes has with going with him. It's an interesting debate. Who are the true top tier quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Well, I think you, I mean, you, you hit on, certainly I would take Mahomes right now just because of the, the, the recent body of work. And I'm and not talking about just coming off this game, but you know, Super Bowl uh, MVP season. Uh, he's just at the top of his powers. And what's scary, Chris is just, you know, he's so young. And like yeah. you said, he is surrounded by such great players. It, it almost does kind of remind you. Uh, I mean, we're stretching way back, but when, when, you, when you look back at those Steeler teams of the seventies with, with all those hall of famers in that lineup uh, and just the, 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 the pressure that they can put on a team in so many different ways. Uh, he, to me is, is the, is the number one guy like right now, Russell Wilson, obviously extremely good. 
Uh, you know, Lamar, we'll, we'll wait and see. He's, he's had a good start to his career. Uh, I think what I'm excited about in the NFL with quarterbacking, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is, what, 38? Yeah. You know, and, and one of the things about Ben and, and that older generation with Brady and Breeze and Rivers, um, they're still tremendous players, but they've had to be because we had just such a dearth of, of quality quarterbacking in the NFL because what happened was the NFL could not figure out how to incorporate these spread quarterbacks, these wonderful athletes who were both good passers and runners and find ways to, to work them into the offenses. It was like a, a decade of just ruining players as, as far as I'm concerned. Now what I see is NFL teams are more and more uh, are more and more willing to bring some of the college concepts into the game. And I think it's, it's, it's just only going to make this league better as far as younger guys coming into the league and having more success. Because as you know, you cover college football. The game is almost all of spread offense, right? Yes. It's yes. all spread offense. And that is such a – for the quarterback position particularly, and there's some other ones, it's such a hard transition to make. I mean, you, you've never taken a snap. Some of these guys have never taken a snap under center. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, when these guys get to the NFL, uh, they, they've never had to call plays in a huddle. They, you know, you just turn your – 11 guys turn their head and look at pictures of Dumby and Red Fox and, and whatever, whatever sign they have. So, you know, when I look at Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, even a kid, the, the kid from Buffalo, uh, you know, who comes from – Yeah, who comes from a, a mm -hmm. spread offense – that's a guy that four or five years ago, when he six or seven years ago, kind of in the league, he would have been chewed up and spit out. Mm -hmm. uh, now I think we're starting to see teams having more willingness to use those type of quarterbacks and make you know let's make the talent fit, let's make let's make the offense fit the talent of the quarterback, and I think it's going to be great. And we're seeing it, especially with Mahomes. And do give props uh, to Russell Wilson, who continues to do it very well in Seattle, even without the supporting cast. But do you think that it's not to me? It, it was never ju just about this. The you know the the other there being the talent to be able to run those type of offenses. Because yeah, I, I agree with you. Josh Allen though his transition would have been much harder seven seven years ago in the early 2010s, uh, which even was a Pat's happy era then. But you know the the way that defenses are are constructed because like you said it's there's a lot more things you have to deal with in the NFL one people everybody's got speed everybody's got size everybody's got is great at something and that's what challenges you much more than college football and for years I think that defenses have been able to scheme out when teams try to do those fancier things you see from college. You know, Chip Kelly tried to bring that in when he was the Eagles coach and the Niners coach. And for the Eagles, it worked for a short bit. And then Im immediately after a while, people adjusted to it, took it away, and then it became a problem. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but, but I think what, what, we've, what we had, you had that, 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 that iteration of it right there. You think of Colin Kaepernick. I think of yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 Robert Griffin. Mm -hmm. Never the great season he had. And then he started having injuries. But I think you're just seeing more and more like the RPOs, uh, run pass options. I think it's become more sophisticated. And I think you're just starting to see more in the game finally. And again, I, I, I can't tell you, I can't stress how much I think this has been important. I, I think this was a something that was very underplayed for years. I remember writing about this all the time when I was working at the Plain Dealer in Cleveland that just that the, you're bringing these quarterbacks in and they have no chance. They just had no chance to succeed. Uh, again, you, you did have that, that, that year. There were two-year period where Robert and, 
and Colin Kaepernick had really good seasons, right? And then they, they started to get hit on a little bit. You can't – I don't think you can necessarily have your quarterback running all the time. Like, Lamar runs more. I don't even think of Patrick Mahomes as a running quarterback. He's not. He's just a really good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but, but he does come from a spread offense, right? Uh, and, and you see Andy Reid willing to bring – incorporate some of the stuff that he did. Uh, air raid. We definitely saw it with, with Deshaun Watson his rookie year. They just basically ran a college offense. And then eventually he would have to learn as he has his confidence picked up. You could see him. You could see it. Now, I, again, I, the, the best example I can give you from the last, you know, the last decade was just a guy like Brandon Whedon, who probably should have never been drafted as high as he was, but he had no shot. They tried you know, the Browns. They tried to bring him and put him into a straight old NFL offense and it didn't work. And, and, and there were a lot of those type of guys that it didn't work. And, and now you're seeing it now where, where, where teams are much more willing to, to stretch what they do and incorporate different things. And I think that's great for the game.